All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Gibbs Spotlight. My name is Haley Sandell, and I am a, vi a strategic visual communications intern here at the Gibbs College of Architecture. Today's episode is going to look a little different because we have two guests instead of one. In today's episode, I'll be talking with Jesse and Marshall Stringer. Jesse and Marshall are siblings who are both pursuing degrees at Gibbs. Can you both start by telling us a bit about yourselves? Yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Jesse, and I'm a graduate student at the uh, Urban Design Studio at OU Tulsa. And I graduate um, this week, actually. So that's exciting. So I'm getting a master's degree in urban design. That's awesome. Congrats. Thank you. And I am Marshall Stringer. I am Jesse's brother. I am a senior about to graduate from the urban design program at OU. That's awesome. Congrats to you, too. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I'll start with you, Jesse. Okay. Um, when you decided OU was the place for you, uh, what made you want to study architecture? Um, so originally when I went to OU as a freshman, I was really interested in film and performance and dance. And that was kind of everything that I was really focused on. And my parents encouraged me to just try everything and figure out what I liked. But by the end of my spring semester of freshman year, I realized um, that wasn't really a sustainable major. Um, at least for me, I realized in, in those, especially in art-based uh, majors, you really have to be the absolute best. And yeah. I was very honest with myself, which was kind of hard to come to terms with. And I thought, you know, I'm really good, but I'm not the absolute best. And I don't think I'm going to go anywhere um, with this. So I was like, what's another great way I can express myself and still get to practice creativity, but make a difference in this world? So uh, really just talking to people in my dorm. Um, a lot of people encouraged me to try architecture. There were a lot of people who even approached me and they were like, you just seem like an architecture major. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. Is that like archaeology? <laughs> and like, I had no idea. So as a sophomore, I went into the architecture program and just kind of fell in love. But it architecture kind of found me and I'm really happy it did. <laughs> That's really awesome. Uh, so on top of that, what made you want to pursue a graduate degree in urban design? So really in my last year of architecture school, you know, like a lot of seniors, sometimes you have those random classes that you just need to take to fill hours. Yeah. So on a whim, I took an urban design class with a professor, his name's Shane Hampton. And um, I thought it would be fun. And Shane, Shane seemed like a nice young guy and uh, had a lot of energy. And so I was like, cool, I, I'm, you know, I'm in my last year, I need somebody to keep me awake in class. Yeah. And um, I immediately fell in love with urban design. It was just this idea that I could do large scale architecture, um, work within communities and actually make a really big difference in, in people's lives and create projects that would outlive me and even outlive my children. And that was really attractive to me. And I thought I could um, make a bigger difference in this world. So I would, I started talking to Shane after classes and asking him, you know, is, is there more I can do with this, you know, besides just being a professor? And he said, well, actually I got my master's in urban design at OU Tulsa. I really encourage you to look into it. So 
from that point on, I just knew that's exactly what I would be doing after graduating uh, with my bachelor's in architecture. Gotcha. That's so cool. Was it a big transition going from Norman to Tulsa? Uh, no, it really wasn't a big transition going from undergrad to grad school. Um, now, having one summer, because I've architecture school, you it's required that you take so many hours each semester. So just so I could stay sane each semester, I, I pushed a lot of those classes into the summer months. Um, so yeah. the summer after graduation was actually my very first summer in uh, eight years to not have summer school. Um, oh. So really the transition from summer to grad school and uh, transitioning from working eight to five and then going right into night classes, that was a little, that was a little tough because after 5 p.m. of sitting in a chair drafting all day, you had to go right into class. That, that was probably the hardest transition. But now that I'm at the tail end, I can say it was definitely well worth it. Good. That's awesome. So let's see, Marshall? Yes. Uh, same for you. Uh, what made you want to study architecture and uh, also environmental design? So I, I went undeclared my first year at OU and I took some classes at OCCC during the last few years of high school. And I was focusing on just seeing what I was interested in because I wanted to make sure I made a, a right choice and not just jump into something. And I'm glad I did because I jumped all over the place from engineering, which I wouldn't have survived. And, uh, <laughs> I was theater at one point. It was I was all over the spectrum. And I think I was at education. Don't know what changed my mind from that, but I decided to give urban design because Jesse told me about it um, and that she took Shane's class and that I should take it. Well, I did and ended up loving it. It was the first place that everyone was excited, it seemed, to to learn about something. Everywhere else, it, it seemed like every college was trying to see be the most grueling, like, Mm-hmm. Like, we, oh, we're the worst college. We're the, we're the hardest or we're the, we're the, you know, but yeah. the, I don't know, Shane and Ron made, they were proud of the program that they built. Yeah. Nice. I, I find it interesting that you both seem to have a lot of interests outside of architecture, but you both ended up in architecture <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've talked about that a lot. It was kind of, interesting that you know a lot of people just assume that my brother followed the same path I did and really that's not the case we we were both lucky that our parents encouraged us to be independent and follow our own paths it's just I don't know maybe it was our upbringing but we both kind of led on the same lives so far I think it's our I think it's our love for designing really Mm -hmm. and and that that's what brought us here this is the Mm mm-hmm the kind of easiest, the pinnacle. yeah, the easiest way to be able to show that love and passion through a career. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and on such a large scale too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sweet. So, also like building off that, what's it like to have a sibling in the same college as you? Do you guys see each other a lot, or? Uh, well, unfortunately, you know, I was pretty bummed after graduating 
Um, you know, in my last year in the uh, undergraduate, in undergrad at OU and in the College of Architecture, um, my brother was still kind of bebopping around, figuring out what he wanted to do and experimenting with different majors. And then I graduated and went up to OU Tulsa, and that was about the same time he decided he wanted to uh, join Gibbs. So we kind of missed each other. We didn't get to actually spend any time with each other. Yeah, I think the only time that I was at OU and you were at OU is the year I was undeclared. Yeah, that's right. So that was kind of a bummer. But um, a lot of professors from the uh, Gibbs College of Architecture come up to OU Tulsa to do um, to participate in design charrettes and listen to us present various projects. And it's always just so heartwarming when they walk in and they immediately look at me and start talking about my brother and say, I saw Marshall in the hall the other day and I gave him a hard time. I was asking about you. So we're like still connected, but even though we're, they they see my last name, they're like, Oh, there's more of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There's we're multiplying. There's more of us. I think that really just speaks to the family aspect of Gibbs. Yeah, a- absolutely. It's it's so nice. Actually, um, two of the professors who sat in, they were a part of my jury for my final defense for my professional project uh, in grad school. And um, when I thought about it, I was like, wow, I've, I've known you guys for, t- for nine years, almost a whole decade. That's wow. You really do feel like there's this family aspect and these people will be in my life forever. You know, we're now I'm friends on Facebook with my professors and they'll randomly call me and want to go get coffee and um, talk about my career. I mean, it's, and I, I was never really in another college, so I don't know if other colleges are like that, but I like to think that Gibbs is special. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, The, the first class that one of the first classes you're required to take in the college is is all about teaching about collaboration with other career paths and because there's multiple career paths in Gibbs College and through you you think you understand at first but it, you really have to it takes a lot of group projects a lot of frustration and a lot of success too to mm-hmm. learn how to actually collaborate with people who are who have, work differently who think differently mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. I know that firsthand from Viscom stuff. Yeah. It's an experience. Yeah, I I believe it. Just and kind of being forced into those somewhat uncomfortable environments sometimes of working with people who you don't necessarily Or working with equipment that you've never used. Or yeah, working with people or things that are unfamiliar. Um but like Gibbs has created such a really positive open environment where it's okay to make mistakes and ask questions and, and it kind of like encourages this sense of curiosity and that it's okay when you don't understand things. It forces you to uh, communicate with one another, which is so vital in our profession. I think communicating with, with others to, to create a successful project. I mean, just in architecture, you know, there's so many factors, so many factors between the contractors and the subcontractors and the clients and the investors, and then the owner and then the vendors and, um, you know, an architecture kind of play the role of, uh, being the maestro of everything. And if things fall apart, it, 
ever, you know, the architect's the one that gets sued. That's what it comes yeah. down to. So being able to communicate and um, admit when you're wrong and quickly remedy mistakes is so vital in the profession. And um, I'm realizing now that I'm in the real world that Gibbs was instilling um, that ability in us right there at, in school to um, to communicate with everybody really well. And I appreciate that. Yeah, it's real world experience. Yeah, absolutely. So this is kind of a broad question, uh, both for both of you. Uh, what's your favorite part about Gibbs College? Could be anything. Mm, I'd probably say the faculty it's, uh, stands out to me more than other colleges. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I 100% support that. I wanted to see what he was going to say, but that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, oh. It really, I mean, we've already talked about this, how it's a family atmosphere, but the faculty really does, you know, some, I, and I've, I've taken those gen ed courses and professors have said, you can come to my office anytime, but they have very strict hours. Their door is usually closed. It's so formal and rigid. In the College of Architecture, I would take the long way to class just to walk down the faculty hallway to see, you know, who, who was playing what music and what professors were in their offices and the doors are almost always open. Yeah, there was, there was many times that I could just pop into a professor unannounced <laughs> and, and be like, hey, I don't know how to use this program. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, let me pull it up on my computer. I'll show you right now. Yeah, like, they'll like w- majorly go out of their way to make sure you feel comfortable. I don't think one professor has ever said, well, come back, it's a bad time. Even if it was oh. a bad time, they they always are so accepting and they really and not just the professors, all the faculty too. Like yeah, Aaron all did the... a great job for advising. Yeah, we had a so we have a students. really good advisor in our college. Uh, Aaron Tyler's awesome. Even down to our um, maintenance staff, Jerry. He's not even a professor, but I've learned so much from Jerry. He's just the nicest guy and always wants to always checking in on our mental health. <laughs> to make sure we're doing okay that's really cool i i assume that's from long hours in the studio (laughs) and they come and say hi yeah yeah they they understand and you know just asking us if we if they can get us anything and things i feel like um most colleges probably don't have so yeah that's really cool so um kind of a change of pace what projects are you currently working on uh and or I guess before all of the coronavirus stuff what were you working on um well I just finished up my professional project which was a year-long project um it was a community it's urban design so it was a community related project um and it started out where a stakeholder group here in Tulsa invited me to help them solve some community-related problems. They live in a historical area that's been forgotten. Nobody knows it's historical. And they wanted to celebrate it. Well, I worked with the community or the um, stakeholder group for about five months, and I started to get really irritated because they continuously um, avoided inviting the community or having community engagement events, basically everything that I've learned in in graduate school. Um, And 
despite my advice, they they continuously dismissed anything related to the community, which really bothered me. And I, I knew they were going to continue to peddle in place for a long time. So um, had this been a job, I would have persevered and and just stuck with them despite their dismissal and and inability to invest in their own community. But um, because I needed to graduate and actually present something to my jury in less than six months, I actually turned back to my original roots of filmmaking and theater and performance and utilized a lot of those skills to recreate my uh, professional projects. So I ended up filming a documentary about community engagement. And the documentary explains why community engagement is so important. Um, how easy it is so stakeholder groups really don't need to be afraid to engage with the community. And also how when you start talking to different community members, you learn that a lot of people are on the same page more than they're not. Um, So even if there's like this animosity um, amongst a community and people think, um, well, I don't don't want to invite the community to this or I don't want to hold an engagement group because it'll just be chaos. Um, you start learning it, it likely it won't. In fact, it, most of the time people will get along. So so anyway, I, I created a documentary displaying just that so future urban design students and possibly even other stakeholder groups can learn from my video and it will hopefully save them a lot of time and anxiety in the future. So that was the that, pro- project I just finished up last week. That's really awesome. I Thank think it's you. really cool that you were able to combine all of your past skills to yeah, create that. Kind of a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for you. Thank you. Um, and then how about you, Marshall? I think uh I have two two um projects that I worked on at the end of I, I, this semester was more of just filling for my last hours as a senior, but, but before, before that I had, you know, my capstone and, and all the end courses of environmental design and the, my capstone project, we worked in a group in Chickasha and it was focused on adding, adding things to make the community more engaged and, and get, get the, the city itself, its economy boosted yeah it's by getting people more active in the community and so um our project was adding uh dog parks around the community and we actually went out there um talked to a lot of residents talked to a lot of business and mapped the whole city and everything another project i worked on was for the um shane hampton's practicum course um me and Brendan Somerville worked in the wood shop, the woodworking shop, uh, for days, days and days. And I learned, I learned so much from, from just like, that's one of those things where I didn't, I didn't think I'd ever need or know that knowledge, but just a classmate taught me so much. And, um, we also worked with GIS majors in making a historical map of Norman that would help people who aren't from Norman, who are moving in become closer to the community like let um a map and a pamphlet really of what all makes norman norman and we had this whole big project that this whole wooden structure with it and it's 
as far as I know, still hanging or still uh, set up in, outside the Gibbs Gallery. I'm not really sure why, because that was like two years ago. But it's there, and I'm like, hey, cool. <laughs> nice. You've left your mark. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, between the two of you, it sounds like you've made some pretty cool stuff. Thank you. We, I think, I like to think we've just been given so many unique opportunities. Yeah, thanks a lot to of Gibbs. different. Yeah, there's so much tools that are just ready. Yeah, the technology is crazy. It, even getting a bachelor's degree in the College of Architecture at OU is like getting a PhD. You kind of just make it what you want. If you went up to a professor and said, "I'm really interested in," like you said, getting dog parks in the city or celebrating a city in a certain way, they'll jump through hoops to make it happen for you. They'll help you study literally anything you want to study. And if you want to craft your own major, they'll make it happen for you. And I just love that um, flexibility in this like hybrid model to assist students in bettering themselves in exactly what they want to do for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer in the philosophy of it's not work if you're having fun. Yeah. And that's kind of how it sounds for y'all. Yeah, y'all seem I'm very passionate. That. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Um, I mean, I've dedicated so much time and so many hours to this this documentary project, but just the reactions I had from my jury and my professor and the director of my program and how elated they were to see all my work and even encouraging me to turn it into a PhD, which the thought of gives me anxiety. <laughs> but um, it was so exciting and, and it doesn't feel like work in that moment. You feel like you've really made a difference, at least in someone's life and inspired them to be um, a better person because of it. And you're right. At that point, it's not it's not work. You're just doing your part. Yeah, it's a passion project. So. Yeah, from there, what are the next steps for you both? Since you're both graduating soon, uh, what are your plans for after graduation? Um, I actually want to continue my project a little bit um, and and even expand on my documentary and conduct more interviews. Because of the COVID-19 uh, issue, a lot of interviews um, got canceled and I still made my documentary worked and it looked great, but I would like to finish that. I don't like leaving things um, incomplete, but um, right now I work at an architecture firm and it's been a wonderful experience, but I have all of my experience hours that I need to qualify to take the ARE exams. So um, while I'm studying for the ARE exams, which are exams that you have to take if you want to become a licensed architect, um, I would really like to work in a um, community engagement positions, uh, working um, more directly in urban design and less in architecture. Though I love architecture, I, I really want to work in communities. That's where I'm my happiest. Gotcha. Um, I am going to take a break from school and work, but hopefully in the future. My, my plan was always to do the master's program of landscape architecture. Yeah. And that, that's been my, my passion and my drive the whole time uh, for urban design is I wanted to turn this into landscape too and then make something out of that. But I'm taking a break from school for now 
coming nice. back though. Hope you be more refreshed. Yeah. Well, sweet. So for your last question, uh, what advice do you guys give to pros- prospective uh, Gibbs College students? Um. <laughs> it's kind You're of ready. a broad question. <laughs> It's uh, uh yeah. it's gonna be really hard. Yeah, you're gonna pull all nighters. A lot. Yeah. Not just finals week. Um, but I think it's worth it. I mean Yeah. Just know that that's normal. Like that's normal. You're gonna be alright in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say the College of Architecture is a really tough school and it kinda goes back to what Marshall said earlier that whenever you're looking at other colleges and what you know, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? And you're figuring out what what major you want to declare. It really does seem like other colleges are almost fighting to be like, I'm the toughest. No, I'm the toughest. But the College of Architecture doesn't advertise that at all. They they don't act like the toughest. And in reality, I think they're one of the hardest schools to to stay in. I mean, they really push you. And though those the faculty and everybody and the professors are are always there for you and so supportive. They also expect you to be your best at all times. So they they push you hard. It's uh, tough. Also, and I'm sure you're accustomed to this, is you, you have to be able to take criticism and look at it as someone pushing you because they know that you're capable of more and not... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure in the art school that is identical, but... You can't take it personally. You gotta, yeah. you gotta look past it and know that the professors are—they see more in you that you don't see yet. Yeah, that's that's true. I think um, from my experience, the students that struggled the most in my class were the ones that a professor would stand up and say, "Well, I don't know why you did this. You know, what were you thinking?" And um, they'll spend an hour to an hour and a half arguing with the professor instead of just saying you know, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for your advice. I'll take that into consideration because, um, which is, you know, how you probably should react because in reality, if you're dealing with a client in the future or even a, a consultant and they, they criticize your work, um, you're not going to argue for an hour and a half with the person who's paying you yeah. <laughs> or who's working alongside you. You're, you're probably going to, you know, say yes and thank you and, you know, argue your point briefly, but, um, you know, not, not fight tooth and nail for something that in the grand scheme doesn't really matter. Um, but I, I remember students who had a really bad time and just frankly didn't enjoy school as much were the ones who uh, would butt heads with the professors a lot instead of just recognizing that they probably have a lot more experience than us and they know what's best for us and we should just listen to them and learn from everything they are willing to share. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most valuable things about college is you get that constructive criticism, though it's not always fun to hear it. You do grow from it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes, you know, when issues do arise in the real world and they will, whether you're, you know, just working as a, you know, like a bartender (laughs) Or, um, you know, you're working as at an architecture firm, like there are clients and people who are not going to be happy with you. And I think what sets you as the as the employee um, 
or the owner, the consultant, apart from everybody else, is the one who's able to roll with the punches and progress despite the setback. And the College of Architecture definitely teaches us to do that and to do it as gracefully as possible. Definitely. It's a learning curve. Yes. <laughs> um, well, that is all that I have for you guys today. Uh, do you have anything else you would like to add? Um, no, that's, that's all. Thank you very much for yeah, having us. Yeah, thank you for letting us, uh, inviting us to be a part of this and letting us share our stories. It's uh, kind of hard to wrap everything up that's happened. Just so many great memories and the awesome friends both of us have made. Yeah. It's kind of hard yeah. to wrap it all up into 30 minutes, but it was nice to share finally. Yeah, definitely. And this is valuable knowledge for incoming students. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again for talking with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the Gibbs Spotlight. Tune in next time to hear more stories from the Gibbs College of Architecture.